Okay, how was that? Please tell me that you learned a lot. You got amazing insights, so many new opportunities to get involved in the sport, and that you're super excited to hear our next episode. In the meantime, I really advise you to follow us on Instagram, check us on LinkedIn, and of course, don't forget to check out our catalog of horses for sale. If you're a seller, you want to sell horses, you want to get involved in the marketing of your horses to the international pool of clients that we have, or that you're a buyer looking for a very nice prospect, you've got very specific needs, you want things to be done the right way, well, get in touch with us at hello at bridal.co. Have a good evening. See you soon. Ciao. How's everything? How have you been? Everything's good. Um, you know, there's a bit of a calm before the storm. We're trying to get everything well organized for the summer. Um, we have a couple good shows here and there that we're running games on that have been really fun. And lately, the um, we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uptake when events are actually helping us promote. So it's it's been fun to see. Um, kind of these, these horse shows recognize the value in these, these fan engagement tools and, and help us uh, get the word out about preview. That's cool. That's very cool. Did you like my, my TikTok production? I loved it. It was so funny. Lucy and I were laughing so much. Um, I was trying so hard. I had to record it like three times. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I hate it, but it's fine. <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome. Also, I like, I don't know if it's that I'm too old, but I have like no ability to understand um, TikTok. Like I, people will send me TikTok videos and I think it's so funny. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm seeing like the strangest reels that I don't understand where, how they could have like gotten an algorithm for me, but it's clearly not well enough um, developed because it's things that like, I, I still have not managed to get addicted to TikTok. Cause even if someone sends me something, it's the most bizarre stuff that goes um, that's like sequentially, Put you know, the type, that, the type of thing, like, because I started consuming content on there, not for the silly, stupid people that do, like, I mean, I shouldn't say that, not for the people that dance around and do silly, stupid stuff, mm -hmm. but for, like, I started for, like, business advice, and there's a lot of creators that share, on TikTok? like, the journey. Yeah. Interesting. Like, for you example, just send me I some use content. it personally. Yeah, I use it personally, where I share, like, my, my business struggles. I record a video to talk about my mm -hmm. business struggles and and it's interesting like it's not I think I think there's different ways of using it but for me like in a way or another it's like a another way to consume content like I would have had I've, I've done it you know three four years ago with YouTube but mm -hmm. but it's like atten your attention span is always shorter it's like you always have so many things you need to be on top of and catch up on Mm -hmm. And I think that considering this, people quite appreciate the ability to grasp a little bit of snippet of information or knowledge or someone's behind the scenes life in a way that is so easy and simple. And honestly, there's no production required. You just, I mean, it depends what you're trying to do, but I'm saying like, it's so easy to record content and just put it out there. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that short form content is, is like the new, the new medium for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because it comes down to, to the conversation that we constantly have. It's like technology is, is giving access to people to so many different opportunities. And like when I, I was having this conversation, I know it has nothing to do with horses, but I think it's still interesting to talk about. But I was having a conversation with my brother this morning and uh, he's an actor. 
and uh, he's done a fair number like of movies and all sorts of things but at the same time he's not so good at managing himself as a, as a business you know like his mm -hmm. brand and I told him like you should see the number of, of comedians that made it and obtained contracts just mm -hmm. because they take a minute of their a minute of their day to share a little fuck up or to share a little part of their journey or to share a joke and the amount of views that they can get, the amount of contracts that people get with brands, with events, through that is outstanding. Yeah. So what did he say? Is he open to it? Uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not for everyone. I know that it's like, no, it's really not. It, it seems, you know, from the little I know, um, you know, organic, so in turn relatable um, and a great way to like, connect with your fans, et cetera. Um, but it's co completely different from, I don't know. I don't know what kind of acting he does, but um, it's probably like the antithesis of any sort of like, you know, scripted film or everything is. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's more like, I think, I guess for someone that does improv or for someone that, yeah. you know, it's, it's just very different, but this was also the target. The other day I was seeing, um, what's his name? Uh, it, I think it's HK Horses. So that's Richard Howley. They publish so many TikTok every single day. Really? And they get thousands and thousands of views. One minute will be the horse that's doing something silly and cute. The next minute will be them with like a funny music of them looking mm -hmm. pretty hot walking out the ring. And then the next <laughs> minute you see is like them behind the scenes of the nation's cup or them jumping and like the amount of engagement that they get from this is pretty outstanding and i'm thinking i'm sure they've actually probably attracted new clients and new buyers of horses for that really i mean why not it's worked in every other industry yeah yeah of course, of um, course. it's just a matter of seeing what works what doesn't but i find yeah. interesting that people are testing it out so yeah mm. that's the story of the of the pretty real the nation's cup was really <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. I said the Nation's Cup was brilliant. Oh, good. I mean, we, I loved how you, so you were like, oh, I'm, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to throw something together. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking it would have taken me like two years and <laughs> 300 calls for advice to figure out how to do that. So I just pulled up my phone. But you know, you know, Clementine, it's a matter of, of stop caring what people think about you. And it's so hard to keep on a, on a daily basis. But now I'm just like, okay, they don't like me. I don't care. I don't care. I don't think my content's good enough. Oh, I don't care. And that's why, you know, that's why whenever we mess up, we just keep going. And ultimately, you'll find the audience of people that it's like you. If some people tell you, I don't like what you're doing, there's definitely an audience for what you're building, you know? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, especially in the beginning, I'd say nine times out of 10, people were like, oh, that, that doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not, I'm not interested in that. And, and now that people have tried it, um, almost everyone is, is super receptive to it. And it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting people to try things out that they're not used to and, um, converting them from skeptics to fans. I'm very happy about one thing I'll share that with you and with whoever may be listening to that in the future. I've, I've been renamed <laughs> some people in the industry I don't know if I already told you gave me a nickname and I'm apparently the transparency girl <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great can you imagine if you were the BS girl 
yeah, 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 I know, I know. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I pretty love cool. that for you. It's pretty cool, and I'm excited. And I'll, I'll let you know privately, and in the future, like you'll you'll find out all yourself. But we we're working on a big partnership with a big rider, someone that I've always admired, and uh, and it's super cool to see that you know you've got the people that don't believe in you, you've got the people that'll tell you, hey, Marie, you're completely insane for trying to bring structure to deals, and you've got people that are like, oh my god, I love what you do. I'll just jump all in, you know. But it's, it's, it's the same for you guys. You guys are finding your audience and you're finding your positioning and, and, and it takes time. It's very difficult, but it takes time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, shocked and disappointed that you often are told that you're insane for trying to bring structure to deals in <laughs> this industry where there are like some of the, the largest transactions being made and there's no um, formal process or transparency or... Uh, you know, there's there are no licenses. There, no, there there are no checks anywhere along the way. So if anyone tells you you're insane for trying to, um, you know, bring structure to that process, I think they might be insane. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's not a massive undertaking and is going to you know cause a lot of you know it's going to require you to swim upstream constantly because um, there's always resistance to change. But you're definitely not insane for trying to do it. It's um, you know, one of the most necessary updates to this oh, yeah. industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, um, you know, we're going to be more and more and more transparent. We're soon launching our payment system. We're working on a partnership with a very big Equan lawyer now that's going to be doing like, awesome. I mean, if, if everything closes, it would be the person that would do every single deals. Um, mm -hmm. so, so it's pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool because then we, we're really, really, really bringing that other level of transparency in which, you know, if yeah. something messes up and the horse doesn't work out for whatever reason, then the lawyer can say, hey, I've actually done everything. I'm one of the best lawyers in the market. Here, Here is what's going on, you know? So I think That's that great. I mean, it'll, it'll take time. But what about you guys? How's everything you, on, on Freak's you side? Uh, every, everything's going really well. Um, Lucy's been over in Europe, which has been awesome as we're growing our European user base. Um, and we're getting more and more horse shows that are reaching out to us asking to run the games at their events um, that are seeing for the, you know, that have seen themselves how engaging the games make the events. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's a great feeling that, um, you know, these organizers are, are recognizing regarding what we're doing. Um, it's really also helpful for getting the users on the site. Um, and we rolled out a second type of fantasy game uh, that, you know, as opposed to just the, the first head-to-head -head game that we had, it's an over-under. Um, so, you know, based on what the, you know, data says the most likely false outcome for a horse and rider will be, um, you know, we round up or round down and, um, you know, basically assign points for whether you think they're going to have more or less than whatever that predicted outcome is. Um, sorry, what so, were you going to say? So that kind of, that kind of, I was going to say like that strategy, for example, imagine I have like, I don't know, uh, any writer like Dennis Lynch, for example, mm -hmm. I can say, Oh, he's going to do like, could you, could you bet on the amount of penalties point he could have? Is that what you're saying? So, so it's not betting. So there's no... Uh, not betting. Sorry, I can't use this word. You can no, no, I mean, um, <laughs> but um, it, it's not betting. So you, there isn't any sort of 
you know, prediction with a one-to-one outcome where you're going to bet on what the outcome of Dennis Lynch's round is going to be and you're either going to win or you're going to lose. It'll be, um, for example, if you look at all the data and you consider not just his average faults in time at a certain level, but you also consider his average faults on this horse in this type of arena, um, on this type of footing, uh, you know, with this type of triple combination and, and so on and so forth. And they say, and the data says, uh, we predict he's going to, it'll have, this combination will have four faults. Yeah. We'll say, okay, 4.5 faults. Uh, do you think he'll have more or less than 4.5 faults? Cause it's impossible to have a half fault. Um, and because four faults, according to the data, is more likely than five faults, uh, you get less point. You get less points for guessing under four point five, and more points for guessing over four point five. Because if you end up correct that he's going to have more than four point five faults, then you had some special knowledge of the sport um, that made you more informed than just the data. Yeah. And then there will be, you know. 8, 10, 12, 15 horse and rider combinations that you'll make a similar prediction on. So it'll say Laura Kraut is likely to have zero faults. Yeah. So we'll say, okay, uh, over or under 0.5. So if you think she's going to have more than, if you think she's going to have any faults um, and she does, you'll be rewarded for having knowledge that outsmarts the data. Okay, that's interesting. It's kind of like it's kind of like a, a blend between monetizing your knowledge of the sports and understanding probabilities and outcomes in the game. Yeah, and I think that you can probably have one or the other of those skill sets and do pretty well, but having both really equips the player. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we looked at I, I looked uh, last week at our top 50 earners thus far, and unsurprisingly, um, the people winning the most are experts in the sport that also understand data, um, you know, that, that are not just looking at the games and saying, oh, who's going to do better, Kent or McLean? Well, I like McLean, so I'm choosing McLean. It's people who really are spending time on the site and, and clicking on each horse and rider combination to yeah. inform themselves about the results that they've been having in different types of um, arenas on different horses, etc. Do you guys have the ability to to know what the engagement time of your users is at this stage? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we do. Is that long or not long? <laughs> it, it's been great. I mean, uh, I need to check what the la- I haven't looked for the last two weeks, but um, it's been around ten or eleven minutes per user wow, as the average huge. session time. That now. is massive. Sorry, the average engagement time, and that's often in in uh, two and a half sessions. Yeah, that's really really long. That's really yeah. good because, like, when you look at you know, your average time, it's definitely not that long. So you guys must be doing something really, really good. Yeah, so that's, that that's the average. And remember, if there are, you know, a thousand people, um, these, these top 50 earners, I, I should actually get a breakdown of what the specific engagement time of these top 50 is, um, because I would imagine that it's much higher. That is super interesting. I find that quite crazy, actually. Me too. I was, I was first um, really surprised to learn this stuff. I was, uh, my a student of my sister's, her name's Stella, um, was doing so well in the games, and I asked her what her strategy was, 
And she told me, it's simple. I, every time there's a game, I really take the time to click on each of the choices and look at how they've been doing lately and use their you know, last three, four, five weeks of competition data to inform what's gonna happen in the event. And I was like, really? You actually are using the data? And she's like, yeah, of course. And um, you know, she consistently, she consistently places in these games and, and wins sometimes too. It's really cool. I think that a lot, that there's something so much bigger than just being, I mean, just is not the right word to use. What I'm trying to say is you guys are building something much bigger than, than only fantasy show jumping. It's also like, of course, this, this ability to say, with the data, we're creating an algorithm that will allow us to kind of make predictions on the future of a horse or a couple under the, of course, right circumstances, because, you know, we know there's so many variables to the life of an athlete or horse and go wrong or right in the, in, mm -hmm. in the tool. But I'm saying this allows you to really make a deep analysis on performance. And I think that's, that's really, really big. Yeah. I mean, we're using, we're not, we're not reinventing the wheel in any way. We're using other sports as a roadmap. And yeah. if you look at sports that have done such a great job, really, tapping into their fans and their audience. Um, you know, these sports that fill massive stadiums. Um, there's so much data and it's for the competitors to use. It's for fans to use. It's for event managers and team managers and performance coaches and brands and, and the list goes on. Um, and so we want to bring that same value of data to show jumping. And um, we're really happy that, that thus far... Um, players kind of all over the industry have been really receptive. I find that super, super cool. There's definitely a, a path and a potential avenue that I see us collaborating on that level in the future. It's just still very, we, we're both still very, yeah. very new into it, but I think that data can do a lot. Definitely. So also on an aspect that is not game related, that is also related yeah, to transactions and, and purchases and sales and, and there's so much going on on that matter. Yeah, I mean, when, when you want to buy, um, when, when you're trying a horse and you're trying to, you know, figure out the horse's performance history, it's like putting together a 3,000-piece puzzle to find and make sense of its record. So you're looking at, I mean, you know, especially if it's, you know, a young horse that hasn't been jumping FEI to find... Uh, you know, the records in the national federations or, you know, if it has just broken into FEI to kind of mix national records and international records um, and then make sense of what faults mean. You know, as horses um, develop, uh, it's important that they make mistakes and learn from them. And instead of just having, you know, this really uninformative basic data that says, uh, you know, it had this many faults down on this date, um, you know, we'll be able to offer a much deeper insight. Um, and I think that'll be, you know, really, really valuable to a platform like yours. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I think, you know, I think that data is, it's kind of the next step for us right now. As I said, we're implementing the payment system. Can, can you hear this noise? I decided to record the podcast from the gym. I don't think I'm the best <laughs> planner when it comes to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's That's pretty quiet. Don't worry. Last time we had, last time we had no audio. Today we have a gym <laughs> session going on behind a co-working space. It's great. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, well, by the way, the, the modern entrepreneur. I love that you're, you know, working out of the gym. 
Oh yeah, I work out at the gym. The other day I was working from a, we were in Venice two days later. Oh no, I'm I saying that you're working, shows. like, you know, that you're recording this while at the gym. You're, oh, you're juggling well, a bunch of yeah. different things. It's like, and, the thing uh, is, if I don't do that and I just spend my life in the office, I, I get the, yeah. so much to think about. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah, definitely, definitely a modern entrepreneur on that. I don't know what the <laughs> outcome looks like. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's a challenging one. And, um, what was I going to say? I think I think data is definitely the future uh, of our sport, whether it's in transactions and sales. And, and, you know, even for us, like when it comes to the technologies we want to implement, whether it will be blockchain to be able to track data, mm-hmm. developing a, an index to be able to analyze the pricing on the horse and why is it priced such matter and, and you know, uh, such standard. And, and like there's so many ways in which data can be implemented in the in the overall process of managing horses and performance and understanding the game like i think there's so much there's so much that's going to be going on in the next uh, in the next 10 years with with this what you're doing is it's pretty fantastic um i have i have two last questions for you today because i don't want to make this too long the reason is i want to be able to connect regularly with freak to to do an episode of a podcast every every few weeks so awesome. I think that we always have very interesting conversations um one question for you would be, in 10 years' time, maybe let's not make it that long, in five years' time, what does the show jumping industry look like to you and or to Brigsby generally? And two, what, that's a question more for me from a feedback perspective, but I also think that it's quite interesting to share it, is you know what I want to do with the sport and you kind of get an idea of how I do it at this stage, but also want to do it by the next you know, five, 10 years. What would the ideal trade platform for show jumping horses look like? I know that's a big, two big questions. Two big questions. So, um, I don't think I have a really definitive answer, but I would like to see that in five or 10 years' time, uh, we're no longer considered a niche sport that you can turn on the TV and find show jumping. Um, the same way you can turn it on and find maybe not basketball in five, 10 years, but, uh, you know, something, something in between, I think, um, we'll have, I would like to see that the number of people watching, caring about and competing in the sport has, you know, grown substantially and, um, you know, and not to your company, uh, that there's a lot more transparency. So the more people can learn about all these different things and, and make sense of them, um, and, you know, bring, again, these, like, you know, structured processes that are more standardized and, you know, whether that comes to researching horses, riders, events, um, and so on. I think that, um, yeah, I would like to see that it just becomes, everything becomes more standardized. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And your second question was about the, the trade platform. Um, I think well, you're, you, what you're already, doing is you've already answered kind of by question in one. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I mean, I think that bridal looks amazing. I even think that aesthetically it's looking awesome. I appreciate um, that. You've got a, a bunch Not of a nice horses on there. Either. So yeah, I mean, I would love to see that, uh, you know, eventually you have everything from foals and even embryos 
um, to five-star meter 60 horses, championship horses, and that there's less of a disconnect between the supply and demand um, and people are able to find, you know, the horses that, that really suit themselves or their clients. And yeah. that, uh, you know, you've brought that level of transparency and there's, it's not so difficult to figure out how to, what the contract should look like and, uh, you know, what should be, which boxes need to be checked in the vetting and how to get the horse from point A to point B that you've streamlined all those processes and, you know, brought it onto your, onto your platform, which is by the way, what you're doing in such a great way. I appreciate that. I think, I think it's a matter of having the right products from the right people and also having the right services provided by the right people um, along the line. And, and it's a big journey and it's very, very, very difficult because there's so many variables. It's like this week we've just closed, um, we're closing a six-figure deal for a very good rider uh, for a horse in America. And it's like the clients bought half of the horse. Now, next week, we have another client buying half of the horse, but we find ourselves taking half of the commission now, half on the resale of this horse. And now you've got clients leasing, you've got clients buying into everything. So it's, it's, there's so many variables to what can happen yeah. that to make this a technological, transparent, scalable tech product is very challenging because ultimately, at the moment, it's, it's yes, it's great that the platform's there and everything, but I do so much of the work manually with such a range of fantastic people supporting it, not saying the contrary, but to get to having that at a high scale in a way that is easily understood and where equestrians follow what's needed to be done is going to be challenging. For example, one thing, today I need invoices done. Well, to get the rider to do the invoice, I need to chase them on the invoice on the horse. To get them to sign a freaking digital contract, I need to ask them three times and send reminders and call them personally. It's like, how can I do that when I have... 50 trials a week in 10 years time and the business is huge and you know what I mean so all problems will come one step after the other but it's gonna be a big journey <laughs> it's gonna feel like swimming upstream for a long time but eventually people are gonna see the value and um you know working with your system and how much more efficient it is and how much easier it makes business and pe people learn I mean, think about it. We were talking about TikTok when TikTok first came out. Yeah. Can, can, could you possibly imagine that every, you know, nearly every person you know is, is creating reels and posting them on social media and no. Uh, no, no. doing everything from makeup tutorials to business advice? But it's the, um, the worst part is that I was one of the first ones to say, I will never join. Watch <laughs> it or create. And now I find myself creating to share business advice or whatever, like, struggle I go through. And I watch stupid stuff very funny stuff <laughs> and very brilliant ideas every single day on it like my comedy resources comes from there my equine inspiration comes from there in instagram reels like it's like what is going on you know oh, we're all guilty of it it's addictive oh my god it's addictive it's addictive you know what i need to do i need to implement a similar system of algorithm within bridal so they get addicted <laughs> to look at all the good ponies we've got to sell <laughs> now that doesn't sound far-fetched at all <laughs> no, not difficult to implement. I would love to watch reels of, you know, promising young horse prospects just scrolling through. Well, you we should just... Do, have you ever checked Bridal's Instagram? Yes, of course. Okay, so I need to do like a TikTok version of Bridal so that people can kind of find the perfect horse for reels. Okay, this is just this is just going too far for my brain today. 
but we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, Clementine. Thank you so much for your time today. Of course. And, thanks for uh, chatting. And, and good luck and with everything, and we'll talk soon. We'll catch up on the, on the new episode very soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. How was that? Please tell me that you learned a lot. You got amazing insights, so many new opportunities to get involved in the sport, and that you're super excited to hear our next episode. In the meantime, I really advise you to follow us on Instagram, check us on LinkedIn, and of course, don't forget to check out our catalog of horses for sale. If you're a seller, you want to sell horses, you want to get involved in the marketing of your horses to the international pool of clients that we have, or that you're a buyer looking for a very nice prospect, you've got very specific needs, you want things to be done the right way, well, get in touch with us at hello at bridal.co. Have a good evening. See you soon. Ciao.